0: You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. Hello, Aki. Hello, Eusebius MacKaiser. How are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? I'm very good, thank you. I mean, my weekend was very pleasant, thank you. I was up in the the skies over the 947 cycle challenge. Yeah. And listening to your last interview with great fascination. Did you see a fascinating him? man? Fascinating man. I love these yeah. red socks. <laughs> and you're wearing blue in the studio. I mean, really, what kind of a message are you sending through to him? Dressed all in blue. <laughs> 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 oh, are you serious? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I see. I well, mean, it was a great interview. I look forward to that oh, book. Yeah, no, you should read it. It's it's beautifully written, and he's just such a good storyteller. He's mm. one of those people. Yes, that's what it is. Where you don't interrupt, you just listen. Yeah. So thank you, Ronnie, in your car as you are on your way to your next destination. Thanks so much for that. Okay, let's get into this week. A um, couple of stories that are really, really fascinating, mm. and again, the gift that keeps on giving in the ways in which technology are enhancing um, our health benefits. Well, absolutely. You know, the, the more we are wearing these devices around us, you know, we, we're, we're augmenting this technology and really gathering some very interesting insights. Okay, so... um, Let's go to the first story. No, I was just going to say, I'm wearing my Apple Watch, for example, Mm -hmm. and and this is one of the uh, particular uh, stories I wanted to focus on, is that they've launched this research app, right? And, you know, they've got millions and millions of users using this. And together with the uh, Apple Watch and the iPhone, um, they are starting to gather some very interesting information. And this new research app is... And you obviously have to opt in to use it, okay? It's not... It doesn't come pre... Uh, installed and everything, uh, because of the privacy issues, et cetera. But it's going to focus on three things. Number one is going to look at the menstrual cycles and women's health in general. Um, and it'll follow the movement and heart health. And then there's also a third one, which is called, they're going to focus on hearing. Now, the women's study is going to try and increase the understanding on the relationship that, uh, you know, between menstrual cycles, for example, and health conditions like, um, you know, polycystic ovary syndrome. Which is a which is a big thing amongst women: infertility, osteoporosis, and menopausal transition. So they're just gathering all of the data to try and find the link between the three of them. Mm. The heart and movement study will tap into the Apple devices fitness tracker, which they already do, and Discovery is doing some very interesting work around that. Um, but they're going to monitor the heart and 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 also use it uh, for an early warning system for atrial fibrillation, heart disease, and declining mobility. So That's they're basically picking up that if you if you're healthy, they can monitor from your Heart and they can see what your heart's doing in relation to how much how mobile you are, how much exercise you're doing, and then the hearing study is going to look at uh, the exposure of, of 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 hearing health and stress levels over time. So. Um, you know, loud noises, for example, how that impacts on your heart, because your heart will be increased, how that impacts on your stress. Um, and it's quite interesting that they are going to look at the exposure, loud exposure of sound and how that's having an impact on your life. And they, they gather this information together with your iPhone and your Apple Watch. Now, remember, your iPhone's got probably uh, at least four different microphones that is picking up different audio levels. So, mm. They're basically combining all of these things together of various algorithms to try and pick up some kind of a trend into health and, and and pick up and learn from this and apply this to the different studies. And there's different universities that are doing this. But uh, it's really interesting that in the past, you you'd normally have a normal uh, wristwatch that didn't have any kind of access to data. It wasn't creating any data. Now you think of when you exercise. you don't know if you exercise with a heart rate monitor, but we're just gathering so much information. So they're putting this information to good use. It's interesting how there are unintended upsides to an initial breakthrough. Yeah. In a country like ours, we're obsessed, rightly so, with safety and criminality, and yes. security cameras can be useful. Yeah. But <laughs> they can also now allow us to do other things. <laughs> this is bizarre. You know, I saw this at CES, and it's a big segment in the market. You know, if you look at how much money people are spending on, 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 on pets, for example, it's like business. It's a, it's like a $8 billion business. Wow. And they worked out that in December, in the U.S., for example, um, the average pet owner is spending between one and a half thousand rand and two thousand rand buying gifts for their pets for Christmas. <laughs> it's like bizarre. If you take that into account in the population, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so now they've developed these, uh, these cameras and this is, um, like a security camera, but this one's called pet chats, right? And what it does is it sits in your home network in a specific place where your dog frequents a lot often and the dog has the ability to press a button. To, to connect you so you've got the app on your phone and during the you're at work right so the dog can go and press a button and it will connect you together with via video camera and you can have a conversation with your dog um, it's even got different um, games that your dog can play as well using the security camera but really it's it's a very gimmicky <laughs> thing but they're saying it brings you closer to your pet so if you've got people sitting on their desks at work going hey, you, coochie, 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 you know that they're talking to their pet but there's another one as well that the app actually the the the, they're saying that it prevents the dog from doing other naughty stuff if you keep it occupied and you show that giving it some kind of attention or cat for that matter there's another one that works with cats and it has a little red laser Mm. now you know if you point a laser with cats they go crazy so you can you can play them and keep them entertained by using the app on your phone to control the red laser that at at your house where the cat is and the cattle running around Mm. with a laser and you can do this remotely and they're saying you're stimulating the pets and everything Um, what do the pets do before technology exactly I mean really let pets be pets Uh -uh. but somebody's. but my point here is and you know I was talking to a group of students uh, last week they were saying but everything that's been invented has been invented right I was saying you cannot look at technology that way. There are opportunities in every single market. Here's an opportunity that somebody discovered, and they're branding it as a pet cam, and there's a, it's a big market. This market is probably worth a billion dollars at least. So imagine tapping into that market and developing certain technologies around gimmicky, as it might sound, that will entertain your pet and probably the owner. I think this is designed more around the owner than the pet. Mm. Totally, totally agree yeah. with you. You've often spoken about how technology... Can specifically help to predict the onset of a health condition. Yeah, well, this is regarding epilepsy. There are fifty million people in the world that suffer from epilepsy, mm. um, and it's basically the exchange of electrical signals between the cell and the brain that sometimes go a bit haywire, cause a seizure, and sometimes you don't even get a warning. Now, the researchers at the University of Louisiana, Louisiana, have developed, developed this AI-powered model. It's a chip that's that has the ability to predict a seizure with a 99.6% accuracy. Now, this is a massive step forward because once you start predicting this an hour before you're about to have a seizure, you get this prediction and you'll get this, um, this alert and then you can do something about it. Most people control their seizures. They take medica- medication mm. and, you know, 70% of the time uh, of 70% of patients can control seizures through medication. But this one goes a lot deeper and it gives you that exact time that you're going to have a seizure. Now, the problem is it's a little chip, but the chip needs to be embedded in your brain because it reads the brain signals. But Mm. if you are prone to getting massive seizures, this could save your life. Mm. And this is where the world is going. And it's not commercially available yet. It's got a few years to go before it will become. But the point is that it we are developing technologies that are saving lives. And a little chip like this will be able to give you a prediction yeah. on when you are going to have a seizure. And with that high percentage of, uh, of, of, um, of accuracy, it's phenomenal where, what they're doing with medical yeah. research. Absolutely. Thank you, Aki. Thank you, Yubi. <laughs>